You're listening to an encore presentation on MPB Think Radio. We're not able to take your call right now, but you can always reach us through email. The address is garden at mpbonline.org. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio. Okie dokie, folks, welcome back. Horticulture's fell to rushing, and we've got the lines wide open. It's live here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting through the week. Rebroadcast on Saturday, but, you know, you can always go to our podcast in Java. You do the bragging. Well, I say, well, come on. It, yeah, it is bragging, but it's also it a ain't point bragging of, if it's true. There you go. It's a point of fact. The uh, the Gestalt Gardener has been downloaded over two hundred and fifty thousand times, quarter uh, of a million, quarter of a million, it. and that is um no small feat. And we thank everybody who subscribed and has downloaded and continues to listen, especially those that are not. In the state, because the podcast is on the That's internet, right. is worldwide. We think here. As a matter of fact, I got an email. From a fellow who's in the Netherlands, a lot of people think, well, that's Holland. No, it's the Netherlands, who had uh, a comment. I have to look it up, see what it was now. But he he, he commented about something that somebody called about. Uh-huh. Somebody from the Netherlands. But anyway, but we're all about Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Tennessee, Arkansas, this part of the world that we call the mid the, the coastal South. But to bring it more global, you say it all the time. A lot of our Mississippi Southern native plants are featured. Yeah, that's right. As a matter all fact, around the world. You know, as a matter of fact, when I go uh, over to uh, to Europe this summer, going to go to Floriad, which is the every ten year. It's uh, 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 Europe has a flower show. It's a European flower show. Every 10 years, they lay it on thick. It's called Florida. This will be my fourth one. Okay. But anyway, uh, I fully expect to see a lot of Mississippi wildflowers used in fancy flower beds because that's, that's they, they, they don't use them as native plants or as wildflowers. They use them as good garden plants. There you like go. We use crepe myrtles and azaleas and, and uh, 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 daylilies and irises. They use our goldenrod and Stokes aster and uh, so many of our wonderful native plants because they're pretty plants and they're good in the garden. So anyway, we're going to be talking about that, anything you want to talk about. Before we go to the calls, I want to mention this. I've been working uh, with volunteers, master gardeners, at the Agriculture Museum. Mm-hmm. We're redoing the Herb Garden, which uh, I work with Rita Hall from England and uh, Madeline Hill, who is the late Madeline Hill. She was the South's top herb guru, how to you know growing herbs in the South. And she helped design this thing 25, 30 years ago. More thirty-five years ago, a long time back in the eighties when we did this thing. Anyway, we're redoing it. We're we're fixing up some of the beds, redoing an arbor and all like that. So we did a little culinary herb garden yesterday. You know, a little raised bed. We reworked the dirt. We plant rosemary and parsley and and oregano and basil and thyme and all that kind of stuff. Went by this morning to check on it, and some squirrels had dug some of them up. Wow! Already? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the deal, karma is going to come back around. That squirrel is going to find out. It just dug up what we're going to flavor it with if I catch it digging it up again. (laughs) He he messed with the wrong kitchen garden there. (laughs) They have all the tools at the Ag Museum, too. (laughs) Okay, now, I I know you're too young, and and I'm not, you know, going back to my roots and stuff, but have you ever had, ever eaten squirrel? 
not a sworn taste I, I, that has slipped, that has averted me. I've well, never had a squirrel. My great-grandmother's a horticulturist, and she was born in the 1880s. When I was a kid, she had a 410 shotgun. She paid $13 for it for Sears and Rope, single shot, bolt action, and she sat on her prayer tree and shot for uh, squirrels all the time and cooked them all the time. Mm. And I found out, you know, gravy and rice and peppers and spices go a long ways to make anything taste good. If you're hungry enough, they say so, uh, hunger is the best sauce to put on anything. I may have to steal that one for Deep South Dining. I like that. Yeah, hunger <laughs> is the best sauce. doesn't matter how, 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 how distasteful it is. If you're hungry, that'll do. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to uh, talk about gardening for the whole hour. But uh, coincidentally, we got a call from a guy in Holly Springs. Al, how are you doing this morning? I'm great. How are you? Good. I, you, you, you sort of. I, do you know about the Audubon Plains, uh, Strawberry Fields, Audubon thing just north of Holly Springs? I do know about the uh, Audubon uh, uh, Strawberry Plains. Yes, yes, yes. Hummingbirds uh, Festival in the fall. It's uh, and uh, it's a great area. Up there. Oh, they're, they're having a. They're having a big plant sale this weekend, today and tomorrow, Friday and Saturday, from 9 till 4. It's an incredible plant sale with really, really good quality landscape plants that have to be native. And the hummingbirds, take you a, uh, a badminton uh, 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 thing. What do you call it? Badminton that you hit things with, tent racket. The flosswater? Yeah, because well, of th- that's how many hummingbirds have got out there. So anyway, what you got going on this morning, Al? Well, I have the hummingbird scouts to come by my house, and then I put a feeder out, and I have them all year long. Wow. Wow. But cool. My issue this morning is uh, my neighbor put a installed a five-foot wood fence and put the ugly side towards me. Yeah. So I need some suggestions. Uh, my thought is to put flowers, plant flowers along the fence, so I could have something more attractive to look at than the ugly side of the fence. <laughs> well, you know, you can always put bamboo and not only hide it from your side, but also sort of mess him up on the other side, too. <laughs> no, you know, you can do a couple of these. For, for one thing, you don't really have, you know, in, instead of hiding it, if you'll just tone it down, you know, where the posts are, put a shrub by each post. You don't have to have anything in between. Uh, and then every now and then, Put, put some kind of wall hanging. It could be a smiley face. It could be a, a mirror. It could be a, a hanging basket. No, in other words, instead of trying to hide it, just tone it down. You know, put things here and there uh, to, to, make, to make it less, less. And you could also paint your side of it. Okay. You know, I mean, you don't even have to paint it. You can get latex paint. This is what I did at the Ag Museum. We, we put up a new arbor. But if you do anything too shiny at the Ag Museum here in Jackson, it stands out because it's an old place. It's supposed to look old. So what I did is I got some latex paint the right color, and I cut it 50-50 with water, and I just rolled it on and let it soak in to where you can still see the grain. wasn't enough to paint it, but enough to just make it go away, just sort of add a little color. So you could just stain it uh, so, some color to make it less new looking less in your face well that's a good idea i'll I'll think about that yeah and also there's several vines you could put you know uh, to to grow up you know like every other post or every post there's confederate jasmine which smells so good right now we got native vines like the the yellow the carolina jessamine that bloomed um uh, we got all, all sorts of vines that could grow up and across the top of it and that way you don't have to you know plant that much or weed eat around that much just put something by each post 
That's Carolina jasmine and what Yellow. else? It's called Carolina jasmine. People call it yellow jasmine, but it's got two S of jasmine. Carolina jasmine, you know, if, if you Google this, you say, I've seen this all my life. It's that yellow vine that's all out in the woods. Uh, cross vine, it's got really pretty flowers. Uh, summertime, we've got uh, the trumpet creeper. Uh, there's a rose called Peggy Martin. That is just unstoppable. See, so, you know, you can put something by every other post. There's just a little wall hanging here and there. And it's, instead of trying to make it go away, just tone it down with something. Fantastic. That's what I needed. Thanks for the idea. All right. If you go out to a Strawberry Plains for their plant sale, tell them I said, hey. Will do. Thanks, Have Al. A great weekend. Appreciate it. All righty, toll-free, 1-877-MPB-RING. If you want to give us a call, we've got some lines open right now. Strawberry Plains, by the way, is uh, it's an Audubon Center. they got a lot of cool stuff out there, a lot of lot of plants, a lot of education stuff, particularly for children. And so if you got uh, some kids sort of hanging loose on Saturday, take them out there. But it's on Highway 311 going north of um, uh, from um, Holly Springs. It's real easy to get to, but uh, Holly Springs, go north on 311, or just Google Strawberry Plains Audubon Center. Really, really cool. One of the biggest native plant sales in the state going on Friday and Saturday. So, anyway, got the lines open, toll-free, 1-877-MPB-RING. Java, we were on stage last week. You know, I saw saw you and, and, uh, and Jason and all the other folks from... Fix MPB, it 101, Fix yeah. it 101. People crowd around want to know, where can I buy rusty nails? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> no, no, no. It was a good time over at the home show, though. We appreciate them having us out there. And uh, you gave a great presentation um, where well, you of, flipped a tire, I cut literally. A tire. <laughs> yeah, I made a I made a flower pot out of a tire. but uh, And it's usually easy to do. But I got one that was too big, and I couldn't get my knee in the right spot. So, I mean, it it almost whipped me. Yeah, it wore, it wore you out a a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, for one thing, it was an old man trying to turn a tire inside out. They're made f- to hold trucks on the road. <laughs> but I wrestled. I won. No, I, you did it. Yeah. You got to You just got to outthink it. So anyway, just trying to have a little fun. A lot of people say, well, I don't know about tire planters. They're just kind of D-class A. What? Well, no, that's always, you know, it's. Tomato, tomato for people. Like some people say it's not good, and other yeah. person said I love it. But those the, those same people have a half whiskey barrel in their yard because half whiskey barrel is a cool planter. Well, I hate to tell them, but whiskey barrels were made for whiskey, not flowers. <laughs> so you know, if you want to recycle a whiskey barrel or a five gallon bucket or a tire or an old wheelbarrow or anything, recycled is is kind of cool. It's kind of cool, especially if you do if you paint it to make it look like you know what you're doing. <laughs> Instead of just throwing a tire on the ground and throwing some zinnia seeds in it. So, anyway, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, Java. People are, are out there. They're, they're, they're mowing the grass fast and furious. Uh, made a visit in Madison, a uh, landscape consultation the other day, and the lady uh, had lives in a kind of neighborhood where you have to know the code to get in the gate. Uh-oh. And you drive through this neighborhood – uh, the word Stepford comes to mind. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being judgmental. I'm just saying that if you don't, this lady said that that last time she had her lawn mowed, they didn't edge, and somebody complained. Yeah, I, when you sell the the code at the gate, you can yeah. picture in yeah. your mind the manicured lawns. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and and that's okay. But in her backyard, she has wildflowers. 
See nice. a little greenhouse. You got a nice rose garden. You got a raised bed with with flowers and vegetables and herbs in it. Uh, but the the back third of their yard, they just mow around it between you know between the fence and it, and they mow up to it, and then they mow path through it, and it looks cool. It's, it's knee high, but it's wildflowers. So she has the the regular lawn. In the front, the the super industrial lawn. Business in the front. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, wait, that's like a... And then party in the back. Business front, that's like a, a mullet haircut. There you right? go. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's, it's pristine. It fits in well. Property values is maintained. Everybody's happy in the front. Backyard is basically mow what grows and then a meadow area. And in that meadow area, it looks better because the lawn, the lawn looks better because of the meadow. And it all looks better because you got butterflies and bees and stuff. That's what I was just about to say, supporting yep. the, uh, the, the insects and the, yep. and the native. It's just like shaving. You don't have to have a full beard. You don't have to look like a mountain man. You can have a neatly trimmed beard. You know, you can have a little goatee, shave some, leave some. It's the same thing with lawns. You know, you have a putting green, a fairway, and a rough. It all looks better, mow better. Anyway, if you want to give us a call, it's toll-free 1-877-MPB-RING. I got three flowers, possibly the gaudiest flowers of spring that come from bulbs. We're going to talk about this in a bit, but I'm horticulturist fellow rushing, Java Chapman. Liz Gill is our phone, phone greeter today. We got a full house of fun folks up here wanting to talk with you about gardening. So we'll take a real quick break, come back with your phone calls right after this. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. All righty, folks, welcome back. Horticulture's Phil Rushing. Let's jump right into the phone call. Bill is calling from Jackson. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Good morning, Felder. How are you? So far, good. so good. Uh, I need you to identify a plant for me. I haven't sent you a picture, but it's at the corner of Old Canton and Patton where they built these three new white houses with a white fence. Yep, it's got big old flowers. This is a t- it's a type of Japanese magnolia. I mean, uh, uh, excuse me, it's a type of, of our native sweet bay magnolia with extra big flowers. Right, and I thought it was a sweet bay magnolia. Are those trees or shrubs? They're trees. They're trees. Yeah. So, now, it's, okay. it's, you know, for folks who are tuning in, I, this happens to be right around the corner. I walk by it on my way to the to the gym where I swim. I walk to the store all the time. Brand new landscaping, but it's a uh, you know most sweet bay magnolias have a pretty small kind of an off white flower. These are bigger and they're re- real creamy. Hello. So, can they can they be pruned as a shrub and kept as a shrub? You can, but why not just plant a shrub? 
That's true. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on, come on. You know, there, there are, you know, there, there are shrubs with pretty flowers. You know, I mean, and, and this is, this is, it would make a good, would not make a good shrub, partly because it wants to be a tree, have to be pruned, but also it just blooms once in the spring, and it's not really showy. You know, for people driving by, you know, if you're walking by there, you notice them, but it, you know, it wouldn't be very showy. And uh, in okay. general, I think it'd be better to choose a, a shrub that got better flowers. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate All right. It. Appreciate it. Now, you know, this we got people listening from the Netherlands, and I just want to let y'all know that a guy who lives right around the corner just called me, so we're we're local too. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, speaking of Magnolia, just slide. Yeah, that's Mag. Let's slide down to uh, the to the county seat of Pike County, Mississippi. Roy, what's going on in Magnolia? That's Memphis. Uh, Oh, Memphis. <laughs> what do you say? Magnolia's on the brain. Let me, let me, uh, yep, that says Memphis when I get close enough. What's up, Roy? <laughs> yeah, I love the trade locations. Trust me. I was in Memphis but, a couple of weeks ago. Went out to the uh, Botanic Garden. Went over to uh, to Dixon, which has the coolest woodland yeah. garden in the Mid-South. Yeah, it, it's nice over there. It really is. Now, I got a question for you. I, I've already planted them, uh, but I forgot about it. But uh, do you use an inoculate when you're p- planting, you know, bush beans and pole beans, and do you soak seeds? Well, no, I don't use inoculate partly because inoculants, uh, which which are they're not bacteria, but they're they they help different kinds of of uh, legumes fix nitrogen from the air, and they're different inoculants for different legumes. So unless you, you know, unless you know which one it is, it's better to, if you're really concerned about that, you can order uh, seeds from places that are inoculated already with the right stuff. But as far as just buying a generic inoculant, throw it out there, it's a hit or miss whether this could be the right one for, for, for your type of uh, beans or peas. It uh, doesn't hurt to use it, and it might actually help. But if you've ever planted those beans or peas in the same area, inoculant will be there. So, um you know, it's, it's not that big a deal is what I'm saying. Um, as far as soaking seeds, it depends on what the seed is. Okra seed can take uh, over a week to sprout. And so I soak mine in Clorox for about five minutes, and they sprout in two days. Hard-coated seed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, plant old chlorine bleach. Five minutes. You can put an okra seeds in just just enough uh, Clorox to, to – I learned this from an old gardener. Uh, soak it for exactly five minutes. Rinse them two or three times. Put them in, roll them up on a paper towel that's kind of moist, and in two days they're cracked open. In three days you got roots. That way you can just go out and put them right where you want them. And and other seeds that have real hard seed coat, it takes a while for them to swell up and sprout. And if you just throw them in the dirt, that depends on the rain. So I'd rather soak some plants, some seeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've already got. You know, I always soak uh, okra and peas. But I never heard of the Clorox. That's that's a wonderful tip. Yeah, this is something I picked up on whew, years and years and years ago, and I do it all the time. But five minutes, you know, don't 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 put them in there and go to the store and forget about them. <laughs> five minutes, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. But uh, all right, did that help? That uh, well, a lot. Thank you, Fielder. All right, appreciate your call. All right, bye bye. Okay, and, and by the way, Magnolia is the the county seat of Pike County, Mississippi. Just want to say. Now, I'm going to lean forward. That says Brandon and Cindy. Hey, Cindy, good morning. How are you today? Oh, good morning. I'm listening to my favorite gardener. Woohoo! How are you this morning? You you must have been a, you you've been in the coffee and the antihistamines again, haven't you? Oh, 
no, no, no. I stay away from that old bad stuff. You're just naturally cheerful. What's up today? Well, uh, I'm doing a little landscaping around my house uh, that I bought, and um, I'm kind of doing it slowly. Um, but I'll put in, I'm putting in uh, a little rose bed. Uh, in my front porch, uh, 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 in front of my front porch. Yes, ma'am. And uh, I, I want to put uh, perennials. Uh, and so uh, I've got some roses right now growing, and I've got some purple hearts uh, growing around the edge uh, on the inside. And also I've got some lantana growing on the uh, inside. You're starting to run but out of room. Put- You're starting to run out of room, that little bed now. No, It sounds like you like sounds like you like a lot of color, Cindy. Oh yes, sir. Yes. Sir. Okay. Well, this is and, and keep in mind when you say ground cover to me, you mean ground cover. To other people, they hear weedy stuff that takes over everywhere. So I'm gonna stick with the ground cover. I'm on your side on this one. So what I'm about oh. to suggest, some people say, "Oh no, you don't want that because it'll spread." I'm thinking that's what me and Cindy want. We want something that'll spread and look pretty. But there's there's this stuff, and uh, it's it's a it's a new variety of an old fashioned plant. They used to call it moneywort or or a uh, creeping jenny. There's a golden creeping jenny or golden moneywort that stays flat. It grows all year long. Well, it doesn't grow it pretty all year long, and it's a golden yellow color, and it spreads pretty good. If it gets where you don't like it, just just pull it up. But it'll spread and it'll be pretty all year long. Grow in and around all your other plants, and uh, never gets more than you know just uh, two or three inches or so high. But it's called golden moneywort or golden uh, creeping jenny. Golden moneywort, okay. And and, and garden centers carry it, and if they don't, there can be somebody in the neighborhood that you can have all you want because it spreads. I, I, I love it, but it's just, it's real bright. If you don't like bright colors, Cindy, you need to stay away from this one. Oh, no, 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 no. I like bright colors because they put a smile on your face. Yes, ma'am. So, well, it's good. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you was uh, I'm uh, wanting to put a, um, uh, a magnolia, a uh, little gem magnolia in my backyard. Mm-hmm. My f- I will be. How, how what how how what what about it? It's a, one of my favorites. But. Uh, how late uh, can I uh, plant it uh, in my backyard? You know, if a plant's growing in a container, you get it at a garden center container. You can plant it any day of the year that you can dig a good hole. If you can't dig a good hole, it's going to be a victim of whatever you stick it in. So you know, if you could dig a good nice, we're talking about maybe three feet across because you want it to grow fast, and the quicker it can grow side roots, the quicker it's going to grow 
what into what you want it to. So if you can dig a hole about three feet wide, maybe a shovel's depth in the middle. You don't have to get ridiculous about it, but nice and wide. And then when you pull it out of the pot, gently loosen up some of the potting soil. Don't just pull it out of the pot and stick it in the ground. Kind of loosen up a little bit of the roots. You could do that any day of the year. Okay, now, uh, usually, uh, I, now I'm, I'm an old-fashioned person. I like to dig my holes with them good old post-old diggers. Yeah, that's too, uh-huh. that, that goes too deep. It's going to wear It's too deep. You only need about oh, only only needs about you know you've seen trees blow over and they got real shallow roots. You don't need to dig a deep hole for a root, but what oh. what deep isn't important. Wide. If you stick your arm straight out, and wiggle your fingers. That's what roots want to do. They want to go straight out and wiggle their fingers in the dirt all around it. So wide is more important than deep. All right, wide is more important. Okay. Uh, now uh, when I go to fill in. Uh, should I fill in with uh, the, good old the, no, uh, no, no, ma'am. The dirt that came out of the hole, you put it right back in the hole. Okay. Now, if you want to add a little stuff to it, a little bit of stuff, that's all right. But the plant's got to get used to your dirt when it gets to the edge of that hole. So get it started out in your dirt. But the the I found that if you dig a nice wide hole, when you pull a plant out of the pot, uh, Cindy, a lot of times when you loosen up the potting soil, that's enough to add to your dirt. You don't have to bring old, but always put the same dirt with a little f- extra stuff added to it. Okay, all right, all right. Well, I guess the only thing left to do to tell you is for you to work hard enough to make the boss happy, but slow enough to enjoy the day, okay? Thank you, sweetheart. We appreciate it a whole bunch, Cindy. Listen. Uh, yeah, I know you're old-fashioned, but you're, if you're old-fashioned enough, you know you can need to wear a hat if you get out today. It's hot. Oh, 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 oh I got one of them good old Arctic hats. You know? <laughs> you know, if you run cold water in it, and, you know, then you put it on top of your head. Yes, sir. All right. Well, you, just be careful. Just you know, just, just be careful. We, we want you around long enough to enjoy that little Jim Magnolia and that golden money wart. Oh, yes, sir. Thank we, you so very much. Appreciate your calls. Thank you so much, Cindy. Well, that was nice. One for the archives. Okay, now, here, here's what I want to find out. Either you or Liz Gill or John is messing with me, but this is a call, I think, from Magnolia, which is the county seat of Pike County. What What is it? John, are you really from Magnolia? No, sir, I'm not really from Magnolia. I'm from East Tennessee. See, Born on the Indian Reservation. So Cherokee, you're just North messing Carolina. with me when it says Magnolia. You're just messing with me, right? No, I, I'm a <laughs> transplant to Mississippi, Mr. Felder. Okay. Well, uh, and that that fellow talking about what he don't eat, he should have come up when we did. We ate crow and squirrel, rabbits, and everything else we'd get our hands on. You know, that's the reason I grow the back in my I grow a garden in the back of my pickup truck. I got rosemary and oregano and thyme. I could eat roadkill if I need to because I was raised hungry. Oh, yes, sir. I mean, hey, whatever they put on that table, that's what you ate. I saw I saw a cartoon one time show some vultures standing around the, some roadkill, and one of the vultures says, Hoo-wee, this has been dead a long time. Thank goodness for ketchup. Hey, man, that's for sure. That's you, for sure. What can we help you with uh, this morning, John? I got some the uh the keeners, and uh, they are blooming, but the bloom's falling off, and ain't no fruit coming on it. What What kind of plants? Uh, I call it uh, uh, the keener or something like that. Them they look like cucumbers, but they're not. 
I can't say the name of them because y'all. Oh, zu- zucchini, zucchini, zucchini. Yeah, that's that's what. Zucchini. I'm okay, that's in a you know that might as well just be a a, a green squash. Uh, zucchini and yellow squash are first cousins. And okay. here here's the deal. Do uh, you know the difference between male and female flowers? I'm, I'm not uh, trying. Well, I I did because I'm an old fashioned gardener too. Back in hill in them hills okay. of Tennessee, we used to well, plant if, everything. If you have both male and female flowers open at the same time, if you don't have bees working those flowers, you got to get pollen from the male flower or the female flower, and you can do that yourself by breaking a male flower off on the little stem. Peeling the petals off, you have what looked like a little paintbrush with pollen on it, and just find a female flower that's on the end of a squash, and just dab some of the pollen in there like the bee would do. But you can you can use a male flower like a little pollen brush, and do the bee thing yourself. Oh, all right, all right. That's that sound like that'll work. No, I I went. I, let me say this to you. I'm gonna let you go because you're busy. Uh, I went home in uh, in November last year, and I made my son a garden he didn't know nothing about fixing the garden but his wife she's an old Indian too she said well I know what to do and so she called me the other day and said everything's coming up because you know it's cold in East Tennessee it's about the middle of May when you plant it that's right that's right people talking about planting on Good Friday they, they must live way down south yeah, they they had to because you you plant something on Good Friday up there you ain't gonna get nothing. <laughs> well listen man we got a scoot I appreciate your call yep. John tell everybody we said hey I'll do that. I'll do that, Mr. Feller. Thank you very much. All righty. All righty. Well, we're learning some stuff this morning. I got told I should eat more crow and, <laughs> and, and rabbit. And I, 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 you know, I, you know, people. It is a it's a time it's a time thing, a uh, generation thing. Well, and not I can on, accept it, it. it. Not on that, but we didn't always have the piggly wiggly you could that, run down yeah, to. We yeah. didn't always have the pig in every little town. Sometimes you had to <laughs> make do. That's nothing wrong with that. I was working with some master gardeners uh, out at the Ag Museum the other day, and and we were talking about figs. They were they were wanting to root some fig trees, and as we we were talking about you know making fig preserves, and one of them said that her mother and grandmother used to just put up so many figs. Why did they put figs up with all that sugar and stuff? I said, because in the winter time, you were hungry. You know, and you could always make biscuits, but you needed something to help choke it down. <laughs> and that's and uh, and the figs and the fig preserves had energy. You know, it's a way of preserving the harvest to keep it. You know, through the lean times, and we've been doing that for ten thousand years, trying to put stuff up to get you through the hunger times. And uh, if worst comes to worst, you know. If you can catch it and put enough ketchup on it, it'll get you through the day. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where this whole conversation came from. Did I start this? Oh, the four the ten shotgun and, and the the squirrel pulling up herbs in the culinary garden at the Ag Museum. There you go. <laughs> Bless his heart. We're gonna take a little bit of a break. We're gonna do the tune now, or we're gonna do it later. No, we're going to do the tune. We're going with uh, Mr. Ray Charles. Ray Charles. All righty, folks. I'm a horticulturist, fellow rushing, Java and me, and, and all the other folks at MPB. That's a, that song, Java and me and the folks at MPB. A little whatever. We're going to take a quick break. Catch your breath. Choke down some coffee. Look at these flowers that I brought in to talk about. And come back with you and your phone calls. So, folks, got the lines wide open, toll-free 1-877-MPB-RING, or go to mpbonline.org and be one of a quarter million people to download this podcast. As a bright 
golden haze in the meadow I peep out there's a bright golden haze in the meadow the cone is as high As an elephant's eye And it looks like it's climbing Clear up to the sky Well, I say, oh, what a beautiful morning Yes, what a wonderful day Y'all look out there I've got a beautiful feeling Everything's Everything going my way Standing like statues The cattle are standing like statues They don't turn their heads As they see me ride by But a little brown maverick Is winking her eyes She said, oh, what a beautiful morning Okie dokie, y'all. Welcome back. Hey, what a beautiful morning. It is a beautiful Get out and enjoy it because mornings are going to be precious because it's going to get hot later. And uh, if you get a chance to go to a farmer's market this weekend, they are all over the state. Lots and lots and lots of cool farmer's markets. You get to meet the folks who are doing their best to try to grow something locally and, or, or produce something local, make something locally, and uh, provide it to folks. Anyway, let's go down to Mobile and talk with Mikey. Hey, Mikey, good morning. It is a beautiful morning. Um, uh, we did have a little um, tornadic um, surprise about three forty-five or something. Yeah, um, it's always it's always gonna be something. But right now, ain't it pretty outside? It's gorgeous outside, yeah. and it's uh, it's uh, we're so lucky, you know. Yeah. That it's it's so gorgeous, and I appreciate so much the Ray Charles song because it reminds me the last concert that I ever took my mother to was to a Ray Charles concert. <laughs> now, Mama being Mama, she was going, you paid too much for the ticket. <laughs> that's right, that's right. It's a wonderful memory. It and is. I well, love you, Mama. <laughs> well, what can we help you with this morning about gardening? About gardening um, uh, things with neighbors. Um, uh, my big question is... <laughs> I I know better, I guess, but maybe I don't. Maybe I've forgotten it. You know, one of those things. 
um, I planted some oregano, I planted it in a shallow pot, but I think the soil that I've got it in is a little too heavy. Can I take it up? That was only a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, Oregano can actually grow year-round. So as long as, you know, know, if you'll water it a day or so ahead of time so it's moist when you dig it up so it's not dry, then... uh, you know, it, it should recur. And I would also cut it back. I just planted some oregano yesterday, and because I like to booger roots up really good to help them get started, I cut it back a little bit. Okay, may I explain? Um, uh, I think the soil that I put it in might be a little bit too. Uh, it's a soil that I made, so I know that it's got a fair amount of manure in it, and that that's probably not going to be great for no, the no, which no, just it, pot. it just. Redo it, or I, I would, you know, make sure it doesn't stay too wet or dry out too fast. You know, in other words, some good potting soil, pretty good right, potting right. soil. And, and the other, um, the thing is that um, squirrels. Even though I've been a vegetarian for a long time, um, I I have been introduced to squirrel stew, and uh, you know, and you're right. And Jackson vine. I was having this conversation with my neighbor over the fence. I was trying to explain to him that it, and and showing him, in fact. Because it's, it's yeah. just a very yeah, uh, that that you can actually eat it. Now he's a chef, and he's ja- ja- Jackson Vine. Jackson <laughs> Jackson Vine is a type of smilax, and it's in the asparagus family. And you could t- you break the tips off the new growth and eat it just like asparagus. I learned that from Yule Gibbons. But anyway, we got a scoop. We got a caller from Madeline. Uh, Madeline calling from Tupelo, but it sure was good to hear from you, Mikey. Now let's slide up to Tupelo and talk to Madeline. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Fine. Well, good. I had sent an email. We've had a just a simple knockout rose bush that all oh, of the oh, neighbors I, I got, I got, I, I got I'm, I'm looking at the pictures right now. Oh, good. Java printed them out while we were talking. Uh, it, you know, this this plant has had what I call catastrophic problem. It died suddenly. Okay. Not part of it, not black spot, not here. The whole plant, it just collapsed. And that's really, really unusual for a disease unless it's a root problem. This has symptoms of a severe root problem, not a foliage okay. or a flower disease. And uh, because the other plants all around it look per- perfectly fine. Okay, so just dig it out and um, yeah. we not anything back in that spot for a while or well no it's you know what i would do is it it, and by the way we all have problems Uh, this happens in my garden Uh, you know they have a whole bunch of plants and all what sudden one just collapses and dies uh it could be that this plant has got a vole when you dig it up check the roots and see if there's holes you can picture put your fingers in around it because there's a, a critter called a vole that like a tiny little mouse, like a big shrew, and it eats roots for a living. And uh, this happened at the governor's mansion, even. But anyway, pull it up, check the roots, and if the roots, you know, seem okay, then I would just simply rework the dirt, dig down a little bit deeper, bring up some of that good dirt that's down deep, and so so your soil isn't too rich, and just replant something else there. Uh, this does do. this doesn't look like a disease of roses. Doesn't doesn't look like something that that is uh, uh, typical to roses. This looks like a general stay too wet, stay too dry, or when the plant was set out, the roots weren't loosened up. One of those kind of things. Good deal. Well, thank you. I sure appreciate it. Y'all have a good weekend. Okay. Oh, oh, and whatever you put back in there, be sure to loosen the pot and soil on the roots up when you do. That's the number one thing that a lot of people overlook, and that can cause problems with the tree uh, shrub two or three years down the road. You need to get those roots loosened up. 
Will do. Thank you. All righty. Appreciate it. Now, I'm just looking at this job. That whole plant, you know, just a whole row of plants and just and one of them, um, the whole thing just died. Yeah, just from my limited knowledge, it does seem like it was, uh, I guess, something with the roots because the other plants around yeah. it are perfect. They are yeah. fine. And this, the whole thing died at once. That's, yeah. That's a root. Unless somebody hit it with a string trimmer. Well. But this got plenty <laughs> of mulch around it. So I'm just making a good educated guess here. But it looks like it's well mulched. I'm going to say this plant might have stayed a little bit too wet. Don't know. Anyway, if you want to give us a call, it's toll-free, 1-877-MPB-RING. Got the lines open if you want to give us a call. What you got, John? Well, when I opened up this uh, email uh, this morning, uh, we got one from Miss Barbara. I don't know if you know about the East Mississippi Master Gardener Spring Plant Sale. No. Happening in Meridian. Today? Uh, tomorrow. Oh, oh that, okay. That'll be down at the uh, farmer's market. At the farmer's market, yes, right, sir. Right by the train station. And some cool, and they, they're selling stuff that they grew themselves. From 8 to noon tomorrow. So, yeah, Miss um, Barbara, thank you for sending that. And I got hydrangea, buckeye trees. Uh, oh, they got even. And, and, and lilies, crepe myrtles. And, 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 and they got folks who want to talk with you. There you go. So, you know, sometimes <laughs> you go to a garden center and they're either, you know, don't have training or they're real busy. Well, this is the time where you go down there and talk to them. They're going to crowd around you and just want to talk about gardening. That's the way master gardeners are. you got to be careful about them when you let them in your garden because they're going to take pieces of their plant home with you. <laughs> i got to keep But Anyway, uh, if you'd like to, uh, to email us, the best email is going to be through my blog, felderrushing.blog. Not .net, .com, but felderrushing.blog. It has a big old button that says, Email me. That's the best way to do it. Um, uh, Java, I brought in some plants, some flowers, gaudy flowers. And, uh, these Why do you are, call them gaudy, Felda? Why are they so gaudy? Gaudy now? is uh, sort of like uh, too many flowers on a great big old dress, you know, <laughs> uh, lots of earrings, something that will walk in and goes ba-boom. Yeah, but those are not, in my opinion, those are not gaudy. Yeah, because I got them one at a time here. Okay. You know, when you got a yard full of these things, it's what I call eye-popping. There you go. I get it now. And, uh, and by the way, before I get to these plants, let me tell you the difference between tacky and gaudy. It's fine, fine line. You ready? You uh-huh. ready for this? Gaudy is when you do something that's big and bold, and people may not like it, but they cut you some slack because they think you know what you're doing. Okay? Tacky is when you don't know any better, bless your heart. <laughs> you know, two flamingos is tacky because they come in pairs. You put 17 of those things out there, that's gaudy. There you go. Anyway, the the flowers I brought, uh, one is uh, just starting to fade. It's called hardy gladiolus. It's kind of a magenta. It's not red. It's it's hard to say. It's, it's It looks red, but it's really magenta. And it's a gladiolus that spreads. It's a wild one. It's not native. It's a Mediterranean plant. But it is real common around old home sites and places like that. Hard to buy because it ain't fancy like the store-bought kind. But hardy magenta Gladiolus byzantinus. The other is a red amaryllis. This is the, the, the one that's been St. Joseph's lily. It's been around forever. This was the first hybrid amaryllis. And it's, it's, you know, it's not big, fancy florist amaryllis, but it's red with the white, white stripe on it. And it comes back for years and years and years. And it's just beginning to fade. And then I've got one of the flowers, Oh, it's real fragrant. Of a type of lily called crinum, C-R-I-N-U-M. Most people are familiar with one called milk and wine, milk and wine lily. 
the apostle lily. It's got white flowers with wine-colored stripes down each petal. Uh, you can also get it with just white or just that red stripe color, or this is a real pretty pink one. But crinum lilies, uh, as far as we know, none have ever died. Oh. Un- in all three of these plants, the hardy uh, gladiolus, the um, uh, St. Joseph's lily, the red amaryllis, and the crinum lilies, you could put them out in a cemetery, and they'll be there 100 years later with no care at all. That's how pretty they are. Anyway, I got a picture today for our blog. Oh, I got the picture. Okay, now this is a little bit bold of me because it's got a picture of me holding these flowers. You don't really see that many uh, uh, pictures of me. Front face and felder pictures. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So anyway, but I got a big old smile on, on, on my face because I'm holding three of the gaudiest flowers you could put in a <laughs> Mississippi garden. So anyway, let's slide over to Brandon now and talk with Andrew. How are you, sir? Good morning. Hey, Felder. What's up? I just had a, I just had a comment. Uh, I'm not much of a gardener at all. I've tried to grow tomatoes and all sorts of other things and just never never could do it. But what I did is I have a bird feeder in my front yard, right? So the bird seeds dropped down a couple of weeks ago right before Easter. I turned that soil underneath my bird feeder. Now i got about... 10, 15 sunflowers coming up. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's my idea gardening. So the bird, the bird, that's one of the problems with the bird. You must have a platform type feeder where they land on and seeds go everywhere when they land. Yep, yep. And uh, yeah. if people ask me if I planted them, I said, nope, the birds did. <laughs> well, you know, it, you know, you could plant, it, because it's a pretty good dirt, oddly enough, there, there is uh, there is a substance in sunflower seed hulls that can keep other plants from growing. Huh. So, you know, you don't see a lot of grass up under there. There's something, uh, it's sort of like what you find in black walnut roots. And uh, But sunflowers grow on sunflower seeds. You can't get much else to grow there. But anyway, that's 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 fun. That's fun. It is. It is. It's fun. And they're, you know, make my yard look nice and don't have to do nothing to them. There you go. There you go. Well, you I know, if you took your advice and kept it simple. There you go. So keep it simple. All right, man. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot, Felder. All righty. Uh, before we take the next caller, the Chautauqua Garden Club uh, in Crystal Springs is having their annual flower show today. It's uh, t- tomorrow, Saturday, uh, from 8 o'clock in May the 7th, from 8 o'clock until on uh, West Railroad Avenue. May the. Today's a fit. No, today. T- Tomorrow's is Saturday the seventh. May the seventh is Saturday. Yeah, West Railroad Avenue. They're going to have homegrown plants and vases and trees and shrubs and hanging baskets. That's the Chautauqua Garden Club. Now, real quick thing: the Chautauqua. There, uh, back in the eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, they had this circuit. They, all these towns had the little theaters, and there would be traveling people, lecturers, bands. Comedians, they would just make the circuit going all around, you know, nightclub type thing. They call it the Chautauqua Circuit. And it started at a place called Chautauqua, New York, big old open uh, place. I've given a lecture at the Chautauqua place in New York. Oh. And we call it treading the old Chautauqua boards. Okay. Making it making around. Anyway, Chautauqua Garden Club, Crystal Springs, uh, then West Railroad Avenue started at 8 o'clock on Saturday. Let's slide down to Mobile. Valerie, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. Good. Good. Well, what's up? Um, I have a friend who is going to be recently bought a house, redoing some landscaping, and she is taking up all of her 
mature camellias and gardenias and mm-hmm. other shrubs. Yeah. And I would like to adopt them. So what would be the best way for me to go about doing that? Ooh, when is she doing this? Uh, possibly about now-ish. Okay. It's really, really hard. And, and keep in mind, I, I worked at a tree and shrub nursery where we grew stuff in fields and dug them to plant in landscapes. I wouldn't, given a choice, I would not dig a plant to get it to survive this time of year because you're cutting off all the, you know, the, the you stick your fingers out, you, wiggle your fingers, all those roots get left behind. You're just moving the shoulders and the upper arms. And yeah. at a time when they need roots the most with this hot summer coming on, they can't grow them quick enough to replace in other words, it's, just, it's a tough time of year. If you're going to do that, uh, cut the plants way back. I mean, to where there's not uh, there's no leaves, no twigs left. And it sounds dramatic, but you can cut a plant back, and it'll sprout out new growth, no problem. If you cut it back, by the time it sprouts out new growth, it'll also have some roots. Okay. But if you don't cut it back, it's going to suck itself dry within two weeks, and no amount of water will help because it doesn't have roots to absorb the water and just rot what's left. So if you got to move it in the sp- late spring, summer, always prune it back first. Okay, but the other option would be the beggar to not do it until the fall. Well, you know, it's, it's, it, 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 yes, ma'am. <laughs> it, it, it's been, and even then, when you dig a plant up, you're leaving most of the roots behind. Yeah. And so it's good to thin out some of the limbs and then thin out some of the branches that are on the limbs that left. Take some of the workload off till the tra- plant has uh, time to grow new roots to support all that top growth. Sure. Okay, great. Thank good, you. I good luck. On, okay, appreciate it, Valerie. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Let's slide up to Starkville now. Reba, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Elder, I just wanted to make a quick announcement that the Octibaha Master Gardeners are having their plant sales tomorrow, May the 7th, and May the 1st at the community market from 8 to 11, and invite everybody to come on down. That's great. Now, I forget, where's the community market in Starkville? Uh, it's right by the fire station okay. on the same road where you go into the library. Oh, I got you. I got you. So that's going to be uh, Saturday? or Tomorrow and two weeks from tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Well, also remind us about a couple of weeks from now because we tend to forget. But I appreciate it. I will it. do that. Tell Thank everybody, you so much. Tell everybody I said hey. I sure will. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Well, plant sales everywhere. Plant sales, farmers markets, master gardens. If you're not sure about that, call your county extension office, and they'll tell you if they're having any kind of sale nearby. But there's a really big native plant sale at Audubon Plains, excuse me, Strawberry Plains Audubon Center, just north of Holly Springs. And the hummingbirds are thick, thick, thick. We like the cork board in your grocery store. The what? The cork board in your grocery oh, yeah, store yeah, 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 with yeah. all the announcements. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we got the lines open. I think we get, we, do we, well, we're just about out of time. We're done. We're done. <laughs> I enjoyed being on stage with it last week. Uh, the Fix It 101 people took it on the road. Yeah. Yeah, that was our first time uh, being out, and hopefully not our last. A uh, couple, of, couple of them looked like they had like deer with uh, lights in their head, like they hadn't been out there where people are actually looking at them. Yeah, they've been studio studio people, Jeff and Pam. That was their first time out with the audience. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta suck it in when people are looking right at you. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I'm Horticulture's fellow rushing Java Chapman, Liz Gill, all the folks here at Mississippi Public Broadcasting, and uh, folks who listened on the podcast, we appreciate that. Tell other folks about. 
about it. I know we sound country, we sound southern because we are southern, but gardening is gardening is gardening no matter where you live, and we're glad to share with y'all. Stick with us, folks. We're going to be back every Friday and every Saturday here at Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Take a kid to a garden center, take them to a farmer's market, and show them how to do what we do best, and that's get dirty.